And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hopefully you're having an awesome day. Happy coronavirus. Yay. Hey, I know that you've probably heard a ton about this already, so we're not going to talk too much about specifically the virus itself because you already have had enough stuff all up in your face um, about the virus and the news and all this stuff's already happened. And, you know, we're going to talk about um, what this means for our business, but we're not going to talk about, you know, the doom and gloom or anything like that. In fact, we're going to talk about the opportunity that's available to us uh, in this particular industry. So rather than like just going through uh, a bunch of stuff that's, you know, going on, because we already all know, right? Like literally we all know. And there's been a lot of panic and a lot of crazy stuff. And, you know, uh, I think people, some people are starting to kind of catch their bearings and they're like, okay, everything's going to be fine. Some people are still kind of panicking and that's okay. You know, that, that's, that's cool. But I think a lot of people are like, you know, am I going to have food on the table tomorrow? Am I going to have toilet paper? That kind of thing. Um, and valid, you know, when, when, when people like, are taking everything at the grocery store and you have nothing like, you know, it's a valid thought. Um, but here's the thing, like we're all going to be okay. And if you look throughout the past 100 years in America, we have gone through cycles throughout the past hundred years and actually more than that, but I'm just using hundred years as a data sample here. And we've gone through cycles every eight years on average, there's a recession. We are 12 years into this current upward market, this bull market, and we are overdue actually for a recession. Um, every four years, roughly, <laughs> there is an outbreak of some kind, a virus outbreak. Um, I don't have my notes in front of me, but uh, I'll just kind of name off a few. You probably remember them. Zika, uh, Ebola, that happened twice, actually. Um, swine flu, um, uh, West Nile. Um, you remember these, right? These all happened in the past like 10, 12, 14 years. Um, what about 20 years ago? If you're over 30, remember Y2K? Do you remember that? If you were over 30, maybe you have to be 35, 40 to kind of really remember what happened. But people cleared the shelves out. In fact, people built bunkers to survive the apocalypse. This is not a joke. People literally built bunkers. They're still out there today. There's bunkers built for Y2K. Not rich people, normal people building bunkers, clearing out the shelves, completely prepping for everything. This is seriously what happened. But nothing happened after it. Now, 
a lot, it's really easy to think this is the first time that a virus outbreak has happened, right? Like, oh, this is different, Zach. Actually, it's not. If you look at, um, and I'm just running off of data here. I'm not running off, I'm not a health expert, so just take that in mind. Um, and, at the, and at the end of the day, no one knows anything. Like, I don't really truly know what's going on. You know, you don't. The people on the news don't. They're just being fed information and they're just saying it, right? And honestly, the people that are feeding them that information probably don't even know what's going on. People are just trying, everyone's trying to grap- grasp something. The more, I think, mentally mature we all get, the more we realize that you don't know. And I don't know. You ever heard the statement, you know, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know? Same that holds true across the board, I think. You know, you really, the more you dig into life, the more you realize that no one's really got it all figured out, right? Um, and it's really interesting. That's kind of what this, the spice of life. So, coming back to the cycles, coming back to the health stuff, we've had an outbreak every four years, and coronavirus specifically is less deadly than the flu. Did you know that? There's been there's roughly thirty five thousand to seventy thousand uh, seventy thousand deaths a year from the flu, and coronavirus. And we're talking, I think it's still under, like, hundreds. We're talking like single digit hundreds. Um, that's the reality of the situation, like in America. So the flu is far deadlier than coronavirus, and I actually have this really cool. Um, photo that that shows all the different viruses and the deadliness of it the contagion the contagion factor for coronavirus is a level two sars s-a-r-s is a level four and measles is a level 18 18 so this is literally a two on the contagion factor list so can you blame the anchors on the media no because they're being fed lines they're doing their job and they are just as freaked out as everyone probably so who can you blame? You know, I think it's kind of naive to point fingers at exactly who's to blame or what's to blame. But the reality is that there is something out there and it's causing a lot of fear. And that fear has turned into not only the fear of catching a virus, which is not very deadly, but also it's turned into um, an economic fear. Because people are staying home and there's this fear of a health con- contagion, um, businesses can't operate. Some of businesses can't operate. I went to a cafe today to go pick up some drinks and, um, the cafe owner's revenue, he told me his revenue was down. It was down 85%. So he was only doing 15% of his total revenue. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, dude, that's literally, he couldn't have people in the cops showed up by his cafe today to make sure that no one was sitting in the cafe. Now that's freaky for a business. I mean, I sincerely hope we're not moving towards like some hyper, you know, lockdown socialistic society, that's apocalyptic event level. So hopefully that's not happening. Assuming that we're not going there, that's very, very scary for businesses because people like him can't operate. You know, there's no way, like how long can he pay his rent if he's making 15% of his normal revenue? He can, you know, this guy is particularly good with his money, but he's been in business for 25 years. Most cafes could last for a month or two. I've got other friends who own cafes. They probably have enough reserves for one month, maybe two, most. And like reserve accounts, you don't really want to spend your reserve account, by the way. If you have a reserve account in business, you don't really want to dip into it. It's not exactly what you want it there for. It's just there like to make you feel better, but you don't actually really want to go into it. Um, and this is happening all over the place, right? Bars. Today's St. Patrick's Day as I record this. You might hear this in a day or two. But bars. Today's St. Patrick's Day. You're not going to a bar. You can't. The only way you can go to bars if they serve food, at least in this county, 
um, and I know probably the county that you're in might be like this, and you pick the food up and you leave. That's the only way you're going to a bar. This is crazy, 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 crazy. But here's what I want to tell you. This is the, this is the, the light and the darkness. This is the reality. The reality is that this virus has caused a cycle, an economic cycle, which might turn into a recession. It might not, but it might. And right now we're in this moment of panic. We were in a baseline format. And as far as if you think about the economic stability of the country, it was a baseline, you know, running at straight. And we just hit panic mode. Boom. And it drops. Everyone's freaking out. People are tightening their wallets. They're not sure what to do. They're not sure what to buy. They're not sure if they're going to have food for tomorrow, that kind of thing. They're in panic mode, right? So that's where we're at now. So people are kind of freaking out. Well, soon, um, probably within, you know, a couple weeks, month or two at the worst, but most likely not that long, we're going to enter some level of stability, either an increase or a recession, one of the two. It's only up or down. Well, if we have to enter an an area of increase, there's going to be this remembrance of what happened during the coronavirus. Now, that rem- people only remember for a few months, and then they forget and they go to the new reality. But we'll enter into an era where people will be prosperous again, but they'll remember what it was like to be scared. That's if it goes up. If it goes down, we're in a recession. Now, here's the thing about a recession. Network marketing typically grows better in a recessionary period. In fact, most businesses that you do business with today started in or right around a recession, right immediately preceding a recession. Apple, Google, Facebook, IBM, GE. These, biz- these businesses literally make the world go around. And these are the ones that you basically interact with daily. They all started during or immediately preceding a recession. In a network marketing business, you know, something I don't really tell too much about my particular story because it's not as juicy is that in the beginning of my first company, I kind of tell you in that first company, I failed. And the answer, the, the, the truth is I did. I didn't hit the goals I wanted to hit in that business. But the thing I usually leave out of that story, because it's usually too long, or it doesn't really make sense, or it's not congruent to the point I'm making, is in that first six to 12 months, I actually did really good in that business. And I grew quite well. Um, in fact, I grew really well. And that, I got started in the early part of 09, which was immediately following 2000, the 2008 Great Recession. I've got a lot of friends in that business still, in that company. And most of their, their legitimate big growth happened in, in the end of 08, 2009, and the beginning of 2010. Since then, a lot of their stuff has plateaued. But they had massive growth in those two and a half years. That was right in the heat, right after that big recession. Isn't that crazy? In fact, that company that I was with, its biggest years were right in those eras. Biggest years. Literally broke its, all of its records. And then it started to plateau as the economy stabilized. It's pretty interesting, right? So why do I tell you this? I tell you this to let you know that now is a good time to observe the masses and do the opposite. See, the masses are hiding in their house right now. The masses are avoiding doing anything they're trying to um they're trying to what do you call it be uh, they're scarcity minded they're trying to hold on to what's theirs rather than go out and try to produce 
See, I heard this a long time ago from a mentor in that previous business. He said, observe the masses and do the opposite. And this is a time where the masses, their behavior is very obvious. And you can do the opposite quite easily. Now, I'm not saying go outside and go cold contact people at the mall because I'm not a health person, like I said. But I am saying to be out there online, to be out there in the way that you can be for your business. Just today alone, as I record this, today alone, we had a 500% increase, 500% increase in applications. 500%. We have the exact same ad spend, same everything, 500% increase. You want to know what else? In the past few days, we've actually decreased our ads, our, um, our cost per lead by 30%. Decreased cost per lead by 30%, and our application rate has gone up by 500%. That is nuts. It's because so many people are pulling out right now. They're pulling out of the race. Our competition is lessening. You can be the person that can push through. You can be a light in the darkness to people that are freaking out. Now, you don't want to shame people. You want to take them by the hand and help them get through this. You don't want to shame people for not joining your business six, seven, eight, ten years ago. That's not the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to take them by the hand. Here's what, something else I want to tell you. Right now, thank you, Lord, our business is not that affected. As I stand here... I literally was on a phone call with um, one of our partners today, and we were talking about how our life barely changed. He already works at home. He already has his kids homeschooled with his wife at home. They're already quarantined all the time. (laughs) Their life barely changed. Our life barely changed at this point, and I'm very grateful for that. But, you know, our really, I mean... There's been a little. There's been some behavioral change in some of our marketing, um, but there's been behavioral change in other parts of our marketing. So some parts of our marketing have actually done worse, but others have increased. So for instance, we had a particular campaign that we ran that I was expecting a very high level of of, of engagement and, and enrollments from, and it it did not do well. Um, when traditionally it would have done very well, like probably two three weeks ago, it would have, it would have killed it, but it didn't. At the same time, though, we had a five hundred percent increase in another campaign. And so that proves to me that we're in a special, special time right now, something that you can take advantage of. And we can all take advantage of it. In fact, just today alone, um, we've had multiple brand new high ticket sales come through today that I wasn't expecting, letting me know that even in this time of panic and unrest, People want to make a change because they don't want to get stuck here again. Now, it might take a little bit of time for the panic to fully stabilize and to really capture the potential growth that's here, the potential opportunity. But the reality is there is still good opportunity here already. And I've just seen it with my own two eyes. So I want you to recognize that we're in a cycle. This is not a, it feels like a one-off event, but we've been here before as a society many, many, many times. Every eight years, there's a recession, roughly. We've gone through a virus every four years on average, and there was an epidemic in 2008. I know it wasn't health-related, but it was a major, major great problem, 2008. And then there was a major epidemic in 2000. That was similar to now, people stocking the shelves, creating bunkers, that kind of a thing. This has happened before. 
and short of an apocalyptic level event, society will bounce back within very likely single digit months. The economy will at the very least stabilize and go into an area of at least some level of certainty. And the people that take the ground now will be the ones that take the massive ground in that time of certainty. This is the time to play. This is not the time to hold out. This is not the time to sit back. This is the time to move forward. As I record this, I'm literally in our our office parking lot. Um, we work from, like I said, if you don't know who we are, uh, I've worked from home, from home for four years. Excuse me. I've worked from home for four years. And for the past six months, we've worked out of an office, uh, our own choosing because I enjoy the separation mentally. However, I'm at the office right now. And this office complex, I bet, holds... 30 businesses. On average, there's only six in the building right now. Six. They're holding out. They're hoping that things get better. But here's the thing. Right now is the time when they should be pushing forward. Now, in their defense, many industries can't push forward right now because they're, they're locked by something. Maybe a regulation. Maybe they're uh, you know, a hotel. Whatever. They're locked by something. But most businesses that aren't locked by a government regulation, this is the time where your marketing is going to be cheaper. This is the time where, um, yes, people are fearful, but you can use that to help them find peace. And especially in our industry where we sell an opportunity, your products aren't going to sell that good right now, your company's products, most likely unless they help with someone's immune system. But your opportunity can sell amazing right now. But remember to take people by the hand, do not shame them, and help them see the opportunity that potentially lays in front of them. I want to help you with this. You probably, you might be wondering if you're brand new to the show, how are we getting all these applications? We build hundred percent online and we actually have, uh, more people that generally come to us than we can even accept into the team. We do that through a process that we developed, um, our, our MLM rebels process. And you can learn exactly how we do that. We actually, uh, I want to I share that with you for free. And um, if you want to learn how to do it, you go to mlmrebelsblueprint.com. It's literally the schematic on how to do this, how to attract people to you. We've had as many as uh, 900 people come to us in a day before on asking us about our opportunity, 900. And this is planned, by the way. This is not like a random thing. This is a random event. It's planned. I could do that today if I wanted to. I could probably have 1,500 people today come to us and ask us about our opportunity. Um, I had a business partner today. He made $3,000 today, just today, um, as he's working at home on the other side of the country. And um, that's something that we can teach you how to do. So it's mlmrebelsblueprint.com. And uh, it's going to show you how to do that. And um, anyway, that's it for today. If you found value in this, do me a favor, leave a review and a rating down below. Recognize we're in a cycle. Recognize now is the time to take ground. I believe in you that you can do it. And uh, you could literally, this could be your pretext for a highly successful future. And it all could start now. Anyway, hope you have an amazing day and talk to you soon.